The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came to be through him, and without him nothing came to be. What came to be through him was life, and this life was the light of the human race. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. A man named John was sent from God. He came for testimony to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came to be through him, but the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, but his own people did not accept him. But to those who did accept him, he gave power to become children of God, to those who believe in his name who were born not by natural generation, nor by human choice, nor by a man's decision, but of God. And the Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And we saw his glory, the glory as of the Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, The one who is coming after me ranks ahead of me, because he existed before me. From his fullness we have all received grace in place of grace. Because while the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. The only Son, God, who is at the Father's side, has revealed him. The Gospel of the Lord. Why is it that for 2,000 years mankind has been drawn and even overwhelmed by the nativity of this man, Jesus Christ? Throughout the world, people, Catholic and non-Catholic alike, are inspired to change their lives because of this most special of days. We see it in the news, we see it in fiction works, things like A Christmas Story and Ebenezer Scrooge, a sinner's heart and heart transformed by the reality of Christmas. Why does the birth of Jesus Christ hold such power over the hearts of men and women everywhere? Why does it seem like for at least one day peace reigns supreme and charity triumphs over all? Well, my brothers and sisters, it's because every single one of us here, every single human being throughout the world, longs to understand the full reality that they are lovable, that they're worth it. That in the midst of the sufferings and pains and loneliness, loneliness and rejections that we face in our everyday life, that God really has not abandoned us. See, the central mystery of Christmas is the firm reality that God didn't just create us and leave us to be. He created us and then came to us after we left him so as to call us home. 
central mystery of Christmas is coming into face-to-face encounter with the reality that God himself purely and unconditionally loves each and every one of us. You see, we know that we are the unfaithful ones. We know our own sinfulness. We know that we are sinners. We hear the accuser list all the reasons why we belong on the naughty list. But yet, this Father, this Creator of ours, continues to call us home, invites us to come back. And even beyond that, He encourages us by sending His only Son to show us the way. He didn't want to just say, hey, guess what? Here's how you come back home. He sent an emissary. He sent a disciple. He sent his son himself to say, I'll show you how to come back home. And so on this Christmas, my brothers and sisters, I think that we ought to come to the full realization that you were created out of love, for love, for a specific purpose. And I want to say, indeed, welcome home. I hope you stay for a while. I hope that all of us can let our guard down this Christmas. I hope that all of us can let the divine physician, our Lord Jesus Christ, God made flesh, heal our wounds. So indeed this Christmas we can experience the full reality of what it means that a Savior is born for us this day. Maybe it's been one day, one week, one month, one year, one decade or more since you last stepped foot in a church. Well, I tell you, it matters not how much time has passed. It matters what we do with the here and now. It matters how we let this mystery change our lives this day. But yet, so often what happens is is that we allow whatever lies we've accepted in our lives. We especially allow that lie that for whatever reason, I'm not good enough. I'm not going to be worthy of the love of God or I'll never be a saint And so because we don't think it's actually possible, we've accepted that kind of lie, we fall into this just going through the motions. Maybe we come every Sunday, but we just kind of go into the motions because we just don't see what it's all worth. And we just stop coming in general, and then we find ourselves seeking comfort of the things of this world. Lord Jesus Christ became flesh to prove a different story, to show us something different. He came to show us that indeed He can break into the darkness of our lives and let the light of Christ shine upon those dark places. You see, my brothers and sisters, I offer you a simple little Christmas reflection about the Most Holy Trinity. Imagine the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, before they created you, in the process of planning your creation. The Father is talking to the Son about you. Telling the son, I'm going to create for you a beautiful gift, my son. He or she is going to be wonderful. And then the father continues to describe all of your physical attributes, all of your talents, all the ways in which you truly are a gift to Christ, a gift to his church, a gift to this world. Then the father continues, but son, I must be honest. This one will be unfaithful. This one will fail you. This one will reject you. This one will seek happiness outside of you. And the list goes on and on. And even as the Father's listing all of them off, we think that our Lord Jesus Christ perhaps would say, Well, Father, sorry, uh, don't, don't create this one. I don't want that gift. But that's not what our Lord Jesus Christ says. He looks at his Father with deep love and he says, Father, for this one, I will die. For this one I will become flesh. For this one I will climb upon a cross. For this one I will give my flesh and blood every single day. 
so they will know that they are loved. For this one I will die in the face of all the ways they reject me. See, my brothers and sisters, Christmas indeed is about a beautiful time where the light breaks into the darkness and we ought to celebrate, no doubt about it, with family and friends. But so often we don't allow this mystery to go into the depth of our hearts. It remains superficial. And so this Christmas I give you a challenge. I challenge you to give God more than just the happiness and joy of your life because indeed He loves that and yes, He does. Indeed, we should rejoice with the birth of a Savior. But do not neglect His ability to be your Savior. Do not steal from Him the joy of salvation. The simple challenge, my brothers and sisters, is to give God your sins, your weaknesses, the darkness of your life this Christmas. Invite Him into those places you think He doesn't belong or He doesn't want to be. Because the whole reason this child was born for us was to dispel that darkness. If we can let him into those dark places this Christmas, then indeed this year moving forward will be one filled with far more light, with a peace beyond our understanding, with grace beyond our understanding. My brothers and sisters, can you give our Lord Jesus Christ the gift of being your Savior this Christmas? Letting him into the weaknesses and darkness, let him into the fears of your life. Let him be your Savior. We can give our Lord Jesus Christ every gift of ourselves, the good and the bad. We can hear him say that in the face of all of the bad of our lives, for this one, Father, I will die, to prove to them their worth. As you give him the gifts, can you accept his response, his response of pure, unconditional love for you?